0: Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um so much for that. It's time for the break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Cowboys Break One-on-one. This is something that we've been doing here this offseason. We're not doing full shows, but we're trying to still do an element of our shows and getting different guests in here. I've seen a lot of different guests running around these other shows have done a great job, but I got the GOAT. I'm sorry. They say it it all the time, but this truly is the GOAT, and all you have to do is go to my office if we ever get to go there again. Go to my office and see this big picture I've got of Darren Woodson. Woody, what is up, man? Thanks for joining me.
0: Man, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, Can't wait for football season to start next uh i look man it's look this sucks i ain't gonna lie to you man <laughs> the, the last pop. The last and i'm the guy nick for the longest and you know me i travel all the time i'm either doing yeah. engagements or i'm doing business or whatnot and i'm on the road and i have bitched and complained about being on the road i'm doing too much and then COVID hits and I, I haven't done anything i'm at home now i'm Docks away. I'm bitching because I want to get back out and get back on the road.
1: Right, well, let's, just, let's just get this out of the way right now. Okay. Darren asked us before this thing started if if there could be some cussing going on. <laughs> so it's going to be that kind of party here. All right. As Mike Singletary <laughs> said one time, it's going to be that kind of party, just giving you some free warning there. We'll see what our beat buttons are working, but I don't really know. So, um, first of all, where are you? I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm home. You, you're home. I'm- okay.
0: I'm home. Okay. I, you know, I have my offices up at the Star. Yeah, uh, mine,
1: mine too. I think, but I yeah.
0: <laughs> But on Mondays uh, and Wednesdays, Mondays, Wednesdays, I go up to the Star. So it's, those are the days for my office. So we go a Group A Monday, Wednesday. Group B goes Tuesday, Thursday. So today being Tuesday, I'm at gotcha. home. All, so right.
1: all right. So you kind of alluded to it here before we get into all this, you know, football talk. You said you're excited about football. But um, you, you, uh, let me just ask you this: Barry Sanders in the open field, and you've got to make this tackle. You want to deal with that, or coronavirus? What oh, would you ready yeah. to deal
0: with? Look, I've had to deal with both because I had, <laughs> I ended up being uh, tested positive for COVID about in in May, mid May. Long story that goes behind that. But you know, I was the guy, and if you know my wife, Tiffany, she's a hypochondriac and we sheltered ourselves in this house and didn't move, didn't go anywhere. We had, you know, not so much quarantine, but a lot, whole lot of presence outside of the house, not only himself, but as well. Um, so we were being extremely careful. Um, wife ended up going to Houston uh, for, for business and came back and we ended up getting COVID the whole, the entire house, myself, my wife, a 19 year old and a four year old. So I've had to deal with it. Uh, kick my, kick my butt for about three or four days. And then, you know what it felt like in in day two, it felt like at my age at 51 years old, at my age that I played a game, a full game. that got 90 reps. And wow. the physical part and waking up the next morning that's what it felt like. I could barely move, man, for in day two because my body was just so sore, and in day three, man, I just I was fine day four, I was working out and it just it hit me pretty hard for a few days, but now I was the only one that got hit that hard. My wife had no symptoms, zero uh didn't even cough or sneeze. She didn't have any effects. My little, my three-year-old or my four-year-old only had a fever. 19-year-old had a fever and got up the next day and was no big deal. I was the one that took it on the chin for a couple of days.
1: So you you compared it to a game. Was it a game that you won or you lost? Because you know on Monday morning you feel much differently if you'd won that game or not. Was this a loss?
0: Dude, this was a W I I got up with the belt on man. I got on day day three Put the belt on. He had me down. He had me on the ropes now. <laughs> <laughs> he had me in the arm bar for a second. I found a way to squeeze out of that thing. But, uh, you know, you asked the question earlier, you know, which one would I rather see, Barry Sanders in the open field or COVID? Dude, I, Barry, any day. Wow. Barry, any day, man. Because the just for that one day, man, that was – I was I was getting pound and <laughs> ground and pound that that's, day it was it was
1: rough. That's some good perspective right there because obviously there's not many safeties or defensive players that played in the nineties that would be like, Come on, Barry, what you got? Yeah. <laughs> so especially as a safety, because you know, there's not anyone really behind you. So yeah. it's like it's it's you. And that's something that you've de- uh, dealt with your whole career. So uh well I'm glad I'm, uh, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad yeah. that everybody, you know, in the in the I assume everyone in your family's doing All well. fine
0: fine perfect
1: yeah. so that that's great what um you said that this sucks you know that's the first thing that you said just you know in general you, you guys ha- had it and you've dealt with it but still it's just changed all of our lives right now is that kind of w- what you're talking about like this yeah. sucks having to every yeah. other day wear a it's, mask and you know, just everything
0: yeah exactly and, and just being around people you know I mean seeing you seeing Chris. Seeing the guys up at the uh, at the facility, you know, our office right there at the facility, you know, you just you just want to get back to that normalcy. I'd love to see my kid, my son, my four-year-old go back to school. That would be awesome. Yeah. Get back to the house. Uh, just the, the, the fact of having some normalcy. You know, my neighborhood, we walk to the stores as, as families. We have two or three families that will walk to the store, or go to the coffee shop, or have dinner. and. You know, I just think, you know, that part of being in Dallas and that part of just being around folks, that's the part that that I just don't like. I just, you know, I want to get back to that normalcy. And I I know, it's, hey, listen, uh, COVID has affected a lot of different, uh, a lot of people differently. Um, and to those who, who have really been affected, my heart goes out to you because I've had some friends who've lost their lives to COVID. And it's nothing, it's nothing to play around with. But wow. you know, at the same time, I just, uh, you know, wish everybody the best, but, you know, I'd love to get back to, to that normalcy as well.
1: Well, and let me, as I transition into football, let me just preface by saying, you know, we understand, everybody understands that football takes a major backseat to everything yes. else that's happening. So, but mm-hmm. still, we like to talk about football. We hope to kind of get that back. So I am going to shift gears to that. Um, and, and also talking about the coronavirus. I mean, it's been such a big deal as far as the NFL and the Players Association. Trying to figure out what to do here. Now you're seeing some players opt out. Couple wow. of players on the Cowboys roster opting out, and you know the the, the players are making sure that they you know are getting tested every day. And so, uh, what what are your thoughts on that? As far as you know, players risking is it a risk reward situation? Do you think that that they should say, "Hey, we're not getting out there unless unless this thing is 100 percent safe." Or you know, do, do you you agree with some of the players that are saying, nah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not I'm not doing. It. I got a family to protect."
0: So I think players have options. They they absolutely have. And if their health, if they're putting their level one, then they have option to say, "No, I don't want to do this. I want to put myself, my family. I don't want to put anyone at risk. Uh, and I'm going to miss that, miss the season. Uh, I can only put myself in this situation. And you know, we've never experienced anything like this." So what we did experience was 9/11, and and that was traumatic to the country, and it was emotional. Um, and we, I guess we missed a I guess we missed a week of of a game and or whatnot. But it was that was a traumatic part of what I went through. That this is totally different because this has affected everyone in every vertical around the country, around the world, and. It's a process in which you, you know, individually you have to look at yourself and say, am I willing to take on the risk of walking into a room of 53 players and someone getting COVID and now we're all exposed to it. And then I'm taking that back to the house, to my wife, maybe my mom lives with me who may be of eight or 60 years old and above. I mean, there's so many risks that are inherent in being around a lot of players. I mean, you have to be willing to take that risk. Uh, if it was me, uh, I would probably look. I, I've always been a guy that loved the game, and I wanted to keep it back. I want to keep it natural and keep the normal. I want to get back to the normalcy or whatnot. I think I would be a guy that would play. I honestly do. I think I would have got a, that would have walked in, try to understand all the the repercussions and and you know how we we're going to go about testing. And making sure the locker room is safe because safety is first in this situation. Uh, and I would wanna know all there is to know about that walking into that locker room. And then exposure. I wanna know, you know, listen, you can't live in a, unlike the NBA is, they're living in a mm-hmm. bubble. You know, in the NFL, there's so many moving parts. It's not just the players, it's the training staff, it's the equipment staff. It's the PR department. You have so – I mean, you have a huge group of people. And then when you go play a game, you have to trans, transfer all that on a plane to a hotel and all that. So, there's – there's it's going to be hard for the NFL to manage this. And I can understand why players or some players are opting out. They want to take care of their health and take care of their family. But then a guy like me, I probably wouldn't play.
1: Yeah. It, you know, it, it, you're right. It, it's It's such a weird time because, you know – just an NFL huddle is something that that we're not allowed to do right now yeah. you know the social distancing <laughs> that's a major part of the game you know so it, it's going to be real interesting to to see just just how this whole thing plays out and let's let's assume that it does let's assume that that you know we, we're going to get this thing started and the Cowboys are going to get them to play and you know I, there's been a lot of talk about the safety position you know i i, I that's something no. you know
0: <gasps> Really,
1: yeah, well, you know a, a little bit, you know I mean, the Cowboys haven't really addressed it since Roy Williams, like and with a high pick
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and uh and you were playing with him back back then, so you know there's been a lot of talk about them trading for players or, and and it just didn't work out obviously with Jamal Adams. He was traded recently to Seattle mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about that? Two first round picks and
0: a third round pick, Wow, that, man, I love Jamal Adams. Carrollton boy, man, love the kid. Can fly out. He's top three safety in the league. Here and comes I, the, you know, I here was comes po- the butt. Yeah, <laughs> here comes the butt. He was a guy that I was just hoping the Cowboys bring yeah. on. You know, specifically because the kid has so much passion for the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he loves to play the game. Is he the best cover guy in the league? No, nah. at the safety position, no, probably not. But he finds a way to get around the football. He finds a way to to be passionate on the field and then be the leader in the locker room, Uh, loud at times, obnoxious at times. People probably don't like him, but he has that I don't give a damn attitude. What you want, the Charles Haley type of mentality, Mm -hmm. what you want on your team. So do I think he would have really lifted this defense to another level? Absolutely. But... two first round picks and then it was a third and then a, uh, a player was it uh yeah who, Mc, yeah, Mc,
1: yeah mcDougall yeah. McDougal.
0: yeah that is a lot to give away uh I could not see the Cowboys uh giving that away uh and basically you know putting the risk you know first round picks that could probably that could really impact your team you know listen I know everybody says well he's a proven commodity you know what you're getting at the same position but not not for, right. two. not for two first-round picks. If I'm picking late 20s, yeah, okay, there you go. But I'm, yeah. nah, I'm not doing and, that.
1: And, you know, that, that happens a lot because people will say, well, you know, no way the Cowboys should have done that. It's just like seeing different people that, that buy a car. Well, there's no way I would I would spend money for that car. Well, because you can't afford it. Seattle, you know, huh. it's still rich, but Seattle is picking late they do have a quarterback under contract. They have proven to be in the playoffs every year here for the last few years. They kind of know what they are. They may be a player or two away. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys can say that. So, you know, and I don't think
0: Seattle. So. Yeah, but, but, but I wonder what you think. What's Russell Wilson thinking? I mean, what do you think Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson's thinking, okay, uh, my offensive line hasn't protected me since I walked in the league. I haven't had a left tackle. Uh, a right guard. I've been running around, around, trying to save my life. But you're going to give up two for a safety, which I need guys to protect. I think he's probably looking at this like a uh, little hit scratcher on his part to think. You know, look, he needs he needs protection. Yeah. And you just gave up two high picks for one guy. Now, look, this is what I will say: if you're Seattle. You make this make this decision based on the fact that you only believe that he puts you in. That he gives you the legitimate chance defensively to elevate that much more to give you a shot to be in the Super Bowl. Because I don't see any other way you could make that decision. You just think, okay, well, yeah, we're gonna—they're already a playoff team. They're already a playoff team. We know right. Seattle's gonna probably be in the playoffs again. Does. Jamal Adams make you a Super Bowl contender, and that to me is a no. He does not make. He doesn't lift your defense up that much.
1: No, no disrespect. No no disrespect to the position because you mastered it. Does any safety? Does a does a safe? Does a safety? Does that position? You know, are they effective enough to to make that much of a difference?
0: No, and, and I would pretty now. I wouldn't even say why receivers put you in that category. I would say a, a quarterback for sure, mm-hmm. a left tackle, maybe down cornerback that you can even in. I would say, you know, hey, you know, I, I just feel like the game is geared to so much that Safety doesn't not doesn't make that big impact on a play-to-play situation where he can trans you know transform the game and 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 be an impactful player and and uh, you know give your your points at the same time. I still think that it's heavily offensive, especially the way the game is played now.
1: All right, well, I'm gonna uh, I agree with you 100 uh, percent on that. Now the Cowboys have signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Uh, they got Xavier Woods at the safety position. Their whole secondary is gonna little bit unproven there so I'm going to ask you this do you think that this team if you're looking at what the Cowboys have are they in a position where they are going to have to outscore some teams they, they got a lot of receivers yes. they're going to have that's how they're going to have to win games
0: yes yes is that a, I, I still think I think they, they short up some things offensive. mean, on the defensive line i was curious to see you know, some of these veteran players that are coming in uh, that they brought in, like Gerald McCoy, I'd love to see what Gerald McCoy looks like here coming up. I mean, I'd, I'd be, I'm very interested in uh, Don, uh, Don Terry Poe, Don Terry Poe. I see what he looks like, you know, at this age. You know, he's moved around here and there, uh, and how he fits in there. But if you're going to sit there. I'm going to look at this Cowboys football team. I know what I have at the quarterback position, at the running back position, still one of the top offensive lines in the league. And I still think they can get better up front. And then now you bring in a wide receiving core, one, two, and three, that yeah. can match up with anybody. Look, you've got to put some points on, on the board. You've got weapons galore on the offensive side of the ball, and it's up to Dak and that offense to put those points up. What are you doing? Oh, look at you.
1: I was a little my cold, God. so I, I needed a <laughs> shirt on. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> That looks good. You like it?
0: I look you know, a little lame in that picture, man. <laughs> uh,
1: that makes one of us uh not me. But um no, I was actually I did get to go to the office and I was looking at stuff and I was like, "Oh, look at this shirt. What what, what am I going to do with that?" And I was like, well, "If I ever get Woody to come on this webex, I'm going to I'm going to put You know, I actually have a glass too. They made these ring of honor glasses or whatever, so yeah, right. I, I'll drink that a little bit. No, just wanted to show some love there a little bit. So, uh,
0: I, sure. uh, sure. no, I got to ask you something, Nick. You're there be. every day. Okay. You're there every day. You, you cover this team week in and week out. Now, I'm going to give you the, the, the top three wide receivers in this, uh, on the Cowboys team. And everyone's already anointing them as, you know, the best wide receiving core. I've heard this time and time again. Uh, Michael Gallagher, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Are you anointing them as the best wide receiving core in the NFL? I, I'm not.
1: I, I'm, I'm not. We actually did a poll on our own staff ranking all the positions on the team. I didn't put them number one. They, they got r- ranked that way because the other writers did. I, I think I see two Pro Bowlers, uh, two Pro Bowls combined, I mean, with both Amari Cooper. I think Gallup's on his way up, and C.D. Lamb could be out outstanding. Um, but I'm not. I'm not there yet for for the, the top three, just because, you know, it. Yes, one to three sounds great. You know, it's just like in basketball. Who's your top three players? That's great. But if LeBron's my number one, I, I'm feeling good about it. So I. I don't know. I. I, I think some of the other teams that have a clear cut number one receiver, um, just would be are a little bit better. I'm not, yeah. I'm not there yet. C.D. Lamb, I think he could be outstanding, but I want yeah. to see how it all plays see, out. That, see, that's exactly where I am
0: right now. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see the transition. Because look, C.D. Lamb was phenomenal at, at OU. He used to love to watch. I used to tune into OU's game. Even his, his, his freshman year, coming in as a true freshman and playing, I thought this kid is ridiculously good at that level. I just, you know, we see it every year. A college football player that's elite at at a position, and he makes that transition, and he's no longer the same person. And I'm curious to see what he looks like. I want to see, I want to go to practice to see what he looks like because if if he has made that transition, oh boy, oh boy, because now you have a guy that can really work the middle of the field, and it's not just about the catch, his run after catch ability. If that carries over, that's a different weapon. Yeah, Totally yeah. different weapon.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right about that. Uh, the, what Some of these highlights we've seen where he's just catching the bubble screens and then weaving through people. We, we haven't seen a player on this roster that can do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so you're right about that. And, and I think Gallup, I mean, to me, Gallup has a chance to really be the Alvin Harper uh, of like, you can't double everyone. You just can't you can. safety. Yeah. So go win your you know your battle. I think Blake Jarwin's gonna get a lot of open looks you know down the seam. You just can't cover everybody.
0: Oh man, that's the first time, Bob. no, so I've heard you mention Jarwin's name a ton over the last year. I think you've I think you've been pro Jarwin there for a while. No, uh, no, no.
1: You got me you got me wrong because listen, uh, No, no uh, listen, listen, and, and I tell you anybody Don't like,
0: don't do it. Nick.
1: it I'm just telling you, hey, just like I'm loyal to to my guys, twenty-eight, I'm loyal to eighty two as well. I I, I was I'm pro Witten all the way. All I've said about Jarwin is we just don't don't know. And part of it was because Witten was in the way and Witten never got off the field. I get it. So Jarwin's gonna get a chance to really do some things. But um, you know, I and I think yeah, athletically, I think he's he's really good. I just I wonder about and can he be that blocker that you need? Is he going to be as consistent? But with this offense, he is going to get opportunities to, to do some, some good things. So. Yeah, because
0: uh, I think the one thing you're going to see with Jarwin, and especially with the other three wide receivers, is the middle of the field will get stretched. Yeah. It's going to, you're going to have to do some work. Defensively, one of the hardest things to do is when you have a, a, a wide receiver such as Amari Cooper, you're always worried and concerned about him. So it takes a corner, possibly a safety to double him or keep an eye out on looking for him, roll coverage his way or whatnot. Now you got backside. You got backside one-on-ones, whether it be, specifically if you have a tight end that can really run and stress the middle of the field. Now that presents so many problems for the opposite side of the field. So I, look, I, I'm the best, I'm the biggest Witten fan. Uh, but I do think that they need to get more athletic at the position. I think Jarwin can't fill that role.
1: All right. What was your best defense that when you were with the Cowboys? I mean, it has to be one of those with Dion, right?
0: Uh, no. No? No. Okay. best defenses were 92, 93. Hands okay. down. Hands okay. down. Look, Dion. Deion's probably the best defense player I've ever played. <laughs> By R. He's, he's the best player, defensive player shut down, right. do his job. Don't worry about him. He's going to win his battles one-on-one. But when you look at that 92-93 team and the, the defensive line rotation that was coming off the bench, dude, we didn't have to cover. I was spoiled right. in the back end because it was 1,001. 1, 000, that ball better be out of your hand, Steve Young. Okay.
1: Okay. He <laughs> was calling him out. Okay. okay. Um, before you get, you know, you start naming those guys, it's probably better that you don't say Dion because there's not, there's not a Dion in the league right now, no, in my opinion. Not. So forget that. Nobody has that. So if on your best defensive team, let's say, let's call it 90, 93, because I want you definitely being one of the starters, ninety three or ninety four. Yeah. Um, how do you, how does that defense go up against this Cowboys team that on offense that we expect? What, what are y'all trying to do here? Because you got, you know, Cooper's going to be out here. Gallup will be over here, CD all over the place. And then you got Zeke back there. What kind of defense would you even think about to try to, to go up against this offense?
0: Look, I mean, times have changed, man. Honestly, I mean, it, that's a hard, that's like a hypothetical based, basically based on the fact that, you know, in 92, you, I can basically grab you at the line of scrimmage, pull you down, tug on your shirt, uh, I had Kevin Smith, Larry Brown on the outside. Uh I was working with the slot. We had Robert Bailey, a lot of guys, different guys who were playing the slot. This is 92-93 those seasons, mm-hmm. right? And, you know. And then the other safeties and all. So that's a tough match. That would be a damn near impossible matchup for us to win across the board, like individually. Because they're going to get there, especially the way the game is played now. Individually, we're going to get their wins. Uh hands down. I think the difference is, is having a pass rush, a legitimate pass rush on every down coming off the edge, either it be, you know, Charles Haley or Tony Tolbert, or bringing pressure from the inside or Russell Maryland. At some point, it's almost like, like we just said, you got to double somebody, you're going to double Haley. You better believe now you're working one-on-one on the inside. And that's that's the push that that defensive line had up the middle of the. Front. We're going to push same thing when you saw when we well. You're we probably young, sucking on a lollipop back no, then no. in 1992. But are you uh,
1: are you are not serious, right? I can tell you, I can tell you every game you played <laughs> in 1992 and the score of the game. So don't 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 start with that stuff,
0: right? Okay, there. I'm, I'm okay. sorry. Okay, all right. So. Uh, you know when we when playing the Super Bowl and Jim Kelly gets hurt because the pressure was so much in his face. Yeah, he got hurt. He got hurt by Ken
1: Norton. That's the way Ken you know. Norton Jr. hit him. Yeah, Ken Norton Jr. Yeah. is the one that actually hurt him in that game. That was fifty-two to seventeen that y'all won. Yeah, yeah, I remember the game.
0: so that's how that's that's the way you would play this team. It's like you, I mean, I think anytime you play the Cowboys, you got to get pressure because you're not going. I mean, especially now. If CD is who he is, it's going to be hard to defend them across the board um, in one-on-one situations. Amari's going to get double, hands down. He's getting double now. It's going to be up to Gallup and CD and Jarwin to win one-on-one battles.
1: Dang! Just, just, just thinking about all that, and just thinking about your offensive line and how, you know, I, I picked in my opinion. I thought the best position this team has is is offensive tackle. I just think. Yeah. Tyron is one of the best in the league still. And Lyell is one of the best yeah. right tackles. So
0: Absolutely.
1: That right there, that position is so solid. You got a running back core that, that I think is really good. Then you got the receivers and quarterback. I mean, your quarterback position is position's really good too. You got a backup now that, that started so many and Dak's ready, I think to take it to the next level. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question and then, and then I know you got to go. Um, do you feel like there's some animosity? There will be animosity. Dak, this team, they get the deal done. Do you think Dak is professional enough to say, hey, we'll worry about it when it's time to worry about it. I have a job
0: to do. So I think he's going to do his job. He's going to stay true to who he is. And what have we seen with Dak Prescott? Outside of him not getting his deal done and he and the Cowboys not getting this done, deal done, he's been professional in the locker room. He's been professional as far as his build up to the season as far as his work ethic. He's going to be professional. He's probably going to be even more so going into this year because you can imagine if he has a light, lights-out season this year, mm-hmm. what that's going to look like next year and the pressure that's going to put on the organization. Uh, 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 with Dak Prescott, that he's going to be a you know, sour in the locker room. That's not that, that's kid. He, he's going to come to play. He wants to win. And I think he want, he has that chip on his shoulder where he wants to show everyone uh, that he is the guy in the franchise quarterback.
1: Tell us about your podcast. I know you had Michael Irvin on the other day. You got Tyler Klutz that, that is on there with you. You guys are you guys are doing it weekly, right?
0: Doing it weekly.
1: Yeah. Who yeah. You got who's some of the guests you got uh, coming up? You got anybody? Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to top Michael. That was a, that was an outstanding. Mike was awesome. That was outstanding. My my was
0: awful. It, it, listen, it, 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 I, lost it. Oh. I lost you. I lost you the first
1: second there. Okay. I've been, yeah, it's okay. Okay. Well, so, you got me now?
0: Yeah, I got you now. So we had, uh, we just did uh, Eric Cressy yesterday, who is for all those that are, that are baseball fans or baseball players or have young kids that are, that want to play baseball. Eric Cressy is the guy that uh, works with shoulders. Uh, he, he works with over 100 uh, MLB players that come and train with him with, uh, for about arm strength, pitching, whatever position player you want to be, but does a phenomenal job uh, working with them. So all, any kids that are out there, or families or, or moms or dads that want to talk baseball, tune into our last week's show. Uh, but we have so many guys that have come on. Again, you mentioned Mike. Troy came on uh, about a month ago. And it was the first time, and I've known Troy forever. And we got into the depths of you know, his transition from his childhood, how he was brought up, wow. his time at Oklahoma. Uh, and it was the first time that we really pulled back that onion of Troy Aikman It's the first time I'd ever heard anyone pull it. Wow. But, you know, we have so many more. We have Dion coming on. I'm trying, I'm trying to get my boy Emmett to get on here soon. And it's not so much about the podcast. It's not so much about where they are now. We want to talk about the story of the journey of Emmett, you know, as a kid, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the wins and losses, and what made him who, who he is today. So that's the, that's the, the Darren Woodson Show, man. It's all about the journey um, going forward. So awesome. that's awesome. Right
1: can't, can't wait to check, check those out. And, and, um, you told me a story one time about Troy Aikman that I'll never forget. Just, I think you were going through some kind of weird financial yeah. thing or something had happened and got in the newspaper and he pulled you aside and you were still a young guy at the time and pulled yeah. you aside and said, you know, ask for, you know, if he could help you with anything. And that, I don't, that was a Troy that you didn't even know existed. I don't, I don't think yeah. at the time.
0: I had no idea. This and that was in '94 or '93-'94. Man, he he stepped up to the plate, man, and the true leader that he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, gave gave me a, you know shoulder to lean on. So uh, he was phenomenal, man. He was phenomenal on the podcast as
1: well. Well, and and I I know this because I got to to cover you at the end of your career and those shoulders that you had. There was a lot of young defensive back, young players, any side of the ball leaning on your shoulders as well there, there's there's never really in my opinion been a defensive leader like you on our you know on this team that, that i've seen in the last few years so um you said you were what 50 51 51 though
0: I think i, don't
1: know. I think yeah. you can still I, no, hey, no no I mean, no this, yeah. it, it's not yeah. really that much difference
0: yeah that's that <laughs> my, my brain tells me that yeah i got yeah my body's saying, hell no don't stop <laughs> You're lying to yourself, man. But I can say this, Nick. I, I, I'm still the big, the number one Cowboy fan in the world, man. I mean, I, I believe that blue and that star means so much to me, man. And the fan base has always been great to me, um, you know, throughout the years and my family and and also, you know, I'm the same guy. man. I want yes. the season to start. And I want this team to go to the Super Bowl, bro. Me too. Yeah. Me too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of times people say, man, you, you've you been there so long, you've seen it all. And I'm like, no, I've never seen an NFC championship game. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know what that's like. But, but what you said about being you know, true uh, to the you know, Cowboys, being a Cowboy forever, uh, that story, I know you when you went in the Ring of Honor, that was awesome. But the day you got told that you were going in, when Jerry was like, Darren, come on up here, and you, you, your first thought was, oh, crap." getting cut i mean you're like oh no i'm not a player anymore so what what could this mean but just you know you never played for anyone else you know you're a cowboy and no shot at emmett and those guys that did it but because i you don't understand it you know but man you're a dallas cowboy forever and getting just i remember you talking to you that day you were so happy so relieved to finally get in and you're going to be you're going to be happy yeah that day, that that, that it's, it's going to happen for you in Canton. I know it will. I, I... You
0: know, you know, know I'm about. When Witt made the decision to go to the Raiders, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that same time I was at the practice, and I was downstairs. I was working at ESPN at the time when Jones has asked me to come up the tower and and, and present to me to be the you know be in the Ring of Honor or whatnot, but. I was sitting there and I was thinking about that moment, man. And I just wish, like, I love Whit, man. He's been phenomenal. I just wish he would have thought through the process of, you know, this is where I started. This is where it should end. I mean, that star, what, what he's meant to this organization for that many years, it's going to be hard. And I, and I saw Emmett go to Arizona. It broke my heart, man, to watch him play with an, on a, in another jersey. It's sort of the same thing. We tune in this year and we see 82. And I don't even know if he's going to be number 82 in Oakland. I mean, that's going to be a hard thing to take a look at, man, because, you know, you know once you start here in, with this organization, man, I, I firmly believe you need to end, uh, especially when you're in the twilight of your career. Just go ahead and end it at, at home.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, let me say this, though, and this is a perspective. I don't know if you had this perspective, I saw every time Witten caught a pass last couple of seasons, you know, this year and then two years ago. And every time he gets tackled, there's all, everyone's snickering in the lot in the press box. And they think he's too old, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. When he made that one handed catch against the Rams, everybody was like, Whoa, yeah. well, who's that? And he's heard about it. And he's, I think he still feels like he can play, you know, and yeah. he wanted to come here. And he wanted to come here. Let's make no yeah. mistake. The, the head coach did not want that to be a part of, of what they were doing. So you know, he still feels like he can play. I, I kind of I, – I get it. But, man, wearing that black and gold – black oh, and silver. Ooh. Silver, dude.
0: Mm. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, I'm glad we, we're not playing him in the preseason or, you know, <laughs> not, not not having to see it. Of course, he's not the only one. There's a bunch of former Cowboys over there, coaches and players. So Yeah, That's true. the way it goes. But, hey, maybe he just wants to go to Vegas. You know, who knows? Yeah, hey, I'm, don't hey. Blame. I'm I know you. I know you got somewhere to be. It went way longer than we than we were supposed to go, but I could I could go another hour just because it's so great catching up with you. So thank you so much for joining us, Woody.
0: No problem, man. Get back in touch with me, brother. We'll talk All later. Right. See All you. Right.
1: Let's yeah. go, Terry Woodson. Right. See you. That's one on one. Cowboys break. We'll see you next time.